Hello, and welcome to the Pray the Miracle podcast. This is a short-run podcast of just a few episodes to help you pray the miracle this year. My name is Jimmy Houck. It's my desire that this podcast would be a tool and an encouragement for you this year as you pray for two people who are close to you but far from God. There are so many ways that our prayers can be derailed, whether it be discouragement, lack of discipline, the normal distractions of life, or even just not knowing where to start. We created this podcast to dive into some of these topics for discussion and to help you break through those barriers Let's jump into this week's episode. I'm Jimmy Houck, Outreach Pastor at Bethany Baptist Church, and I'm here today with Tyler Collins. Tyler is a good friend of mine and co-worker. He is our communications director here at Bethany. He's also in the process of becoming a deacon. He's a community group leader and probably my favorite person to play chess against, even though he crushed <laughs> me every time we've played. Tyler, welcome. Thanks for having me. Obviously, I've been on the other side of the mic uh, quite a bit as we have done the recording, so it's fun to be on this side of it yeah, for once. Tyler's the wizard that makes it all work. You'll still have to do some editing after this, I'm sure. Mostly, you'll probably have to edit your own mistakes rather than mine, <laughs> but just kidding. We'll see. Just kidding. So Tyler, we've been talking about Pray the Miracle. We've been talking about how we need to grow as a community and praying for the lost intercession for lost souls. And so in this episode, I wanted to bring you on to talk about how to get started and how to overcome maybe just like idea blocks when it comes to how to work things into our life and even how to prevent ourselves from becoming so busy and so distracted that as much as we care and as much as we want to be yeah. praying for lost, the lost people, like, okay, like what are some practical things that we can do to, to get there yeah. and actually start praying, yeah. praying the miracle this year? I mean, as I, as I, I first think about it, I kind of ask myself the question, like, how do we get here? Because I do feel like, and I wouldn't even say this is just our cult, our culture here, but at churches everywhere is people just, their time is just filled. Yeah. Just filled to the brim. Yep. In fact, the yep. church that we just came from, you know, three years ago, I remember Michelle and I inviting people over and wanting to have community and saying like, can we go out to eat or whatever? And people just being like, oh, I don't really have time right now. And, yeah. and so even in that culture that we came out of, which was Metro City, New York area, yep. even more so, I feel like it was an issue of just like, nobody has time for anything. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and that's so it's right. like you talk yep. to people and you're kind of like, let's pray the miracle. And they look at you like... I don't, I don't have any time for that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? When am I going to do that? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And, and so busyness therefore mm -hmm. can make you feel. Yeah. And I want to emphasize yes. that it's just that you feel yeah. like you don't have time. Yeah. I think our distractions, and maybe that's not the right word, so we can talk about that. Yeah. But I, I think that our distractions can trick us into thinking praying the miracle or prayer in general is hard because mm. it's not hard. I think it's just in our heads, yeah. do you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We let all of these things become a barrier that they don't need to be. Yeah. I think when I look at scripture and I see actually the thing that just popped into my mind was Philip, he meets the, the, the eunuch, the eunuch yeah. coming down yeah, and, and then, he's just witnesses it to him. Yep. And obviously that's a supernatural thing because Philip was like teleported there. So right. he, he kind of had a clue of like, <laughs> yeah, biblical what teleportation. Yeah. yeah. But mm -hmm. then what struck me about that is like afterwards, like, Hey, do you want to get baptized right here? You know, it's yes. just kind of like, yeah. It, yep. It's so simple. Yeah. And I see that throughout scripture with prayer, even Paul and Silas are thrown in prison and they just pray. It's just yeah. this natural prayer thing. And yet 
yeah. in my mind, it becomes so complicated and it doesn't, you know, often doesn't need to be. That's right. Yeah. I often think about two forms of prayer that are both like really important and they actually like affect each, each other. One are kind of like arrow prayers or prayers as you go. And I think about First Thessalonians 5, 16 and 17, you know, mm-hmm. that says like pray continually. Yes. But then I also think about Jesus, you know, when he heard about John the Baptist losing his head, how he drew away from the crowds for a time mm-hmm. of prayer. So it's like, that's kind yeah. of like the other side of like, so I think both are so good mm-hmm. and necessary. And actually, I think they feed each other. Like I've noticed like when I've set aside like a half an hour, an hour mm. of my day, it's a little bit easier to do in ministry because even though I'm, I've got a lot on my calendar, yeah. my calendar can be flexible to where I can Well, I it's can kind of that. expected that you're setting some time aside for prayer, I would think. Yeah, absolutely. You know, <laughs> praise God. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that, it's not you know, a bullet point in your job description, but no one's going to be. No one's going to yeah. take you aside and be like, Jimmy, you, you're praying a little too much over here, man. <laughs> <laughs> praise, yeah. Pra- no. And yeah. Praise God that we have support yeah. for, for things that really matter for mm-hmm. sure on staff here. I don't know if, if you've experienced that, but I've definitely experienced in my own life how those two forms of prayer like feed into each other. I think this is how I would say it. We kind of default into decisions rather than make them purposefully, you know, like what you mm-hmm. were just saying, like, oh, I want to set aside an hour of time. I think for a lot of people, I would include myself that it almost feels like a burden, like, oh man, I don't, mm. I don't know if I have an hour. Mm. Now, totally. is that true? No, I don't yeah. think it is true. I think if I really sat down and kind of mapped out where am I spending my time, am I using it well, I could find an hour. Yeah. yeah, I could definitely yeah. find 30 minutes. Yeah. I could absolutely find 15. Now yeah. that's like kind of weird to think totally. about. Can I schedule 15 minutes to yeah. pray for two lost people, you know, that are close to me, but far from God? Yeah, I could do that. It feels a little weird mm-hmm. being like, oh yeah, I'm going to schedule my day into 15 minute segments yeah. so I can find yeah, yeah, 15 yeah. minutes, you know? So maybe that is like a little too much, but but one way we could do that is like, like I know it takes me 10 minutes to get to church. Mm. I've got things that I do. I think we all have things that we do when we're driving, yeah. you know, but what if I'm like not able to schedule my hour of prayer, mm-hmm. or, you know, or if I'm struggling, yeah. I just need a starting point. One starting point for people could be just to say like, mm-hmm. Hey, whether it's five minutes or 10 minutes or longer in your commute, maybe dedicate that to praying for the lost, praying for your two, begging God to save them this year. Even just as simple as setting my alarm 15 minutes early. Like that feels oh, like good. such a big yeah. deal. Yeah. So you don't have to schedule your whole day yeah, in 15 exactly. minute segments, but yeah. find one, right? Yeah. Find a 15 minutes. Like segment. I absolutely, that's something that I could do is wake up at 6.30 rather than 6.45 mm-hmm. and just roll out of bed or don't even roll out of bed. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Just pray absolutely. right there or get my cup of coffee, then pray maybe, you know, that kind of thing. But I do really feel like, and, and this is what I was kind of driving at, is that, and I'll put myself in this category, but I think it happens to a lot of us, is we just kind of default into these decisions and our life gets filled up. Yep. Without us even realizing all the things that we said yes to. And then we're spending our time instead of investing our time. And I thought of Matthew 6.33. Jesus says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. And we always put, I feel like we put that passage in this category Mm -hmm. of like, don't worry about where your clothes are going to come from or your food, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then we just kind of like rub our hand. You can't see me, but I'm rubbing my hands together. And just like, okay, (laughs) I'm not worrying. But I think that is what we're doing. Like we want our kids to have a good school and we want to make sure our careers, like we have all these checklists and not like any of those things are bad. Yeah. But before you know it, our lives are filled with all of these check boxes that we feel like we got to do. And then the, uh, you know, keeping first things first, seeking first his kingdom gets shoved to the side. Mm. And, and the thing that we said, we want this to be our first priority is now like 12, 13 on the list. Yeah. yeah. And it just happens yep. with us yep. not even realizing it. Like, I don't think we choose that. Yeah. 
That's right. That's right. I, the idols of the heart, we recognize them as idols for a lot of us would not be such a problem. But a lot of times the idols of our heart are, t- are taking over and mm. pushing kingdom mindedness, prayerfulness out of the way because we're just not aware of what we're actually prioritizing. Yeah. And to your point, I think that's why, and I think you mentioned this, but I think that is why it's important to take time, you know, as practical things that people can do to say, if I'm too busy to pray, that's a problem. Like yeah. I need to take a step back and like reevaluate a lot of things, yeah, you know? Absolutely. And, and yep. I think we put in our next step challenge, I can't remember what week it is, but to yeah. take a spiritual retreat. Yeah. I think that's really important. Jesus did that, mm-hmm. you know, he modeled it. And so, and you know, Christians for 2000, years, so many people have done that. They've mm-hmm. taken a day to pray and fast, or they've taken retreats. And and obviously that's harder for different people. Yeah. You know, my, my wife has an infant that she's nursing mm-hmm. right now. And so what that looks like for us is that I feed the baby a bottle and she gets to take her Bible to Starbucks. And that's probably the most of a retreat that mm-hmm. we can do. But for me to think, no, my wife needs mm-hmm. time with the Lord to journal. And, and that's a way that she prays often. So I know as she's praying the miracle. She needs like the, one of the, some of the best times for her and her prayer time is, is journaling. I want to throw this out to you. Have you ever scheduled your time? Like if you've had like a half an hour, an hour to pray, one of the reasons I think that can be daunting for people is it's like, what am I going to do? I'm going to like say everything I got to say. And then it's like five minutes in and I'm going to be like, I'm going to have I'm distracted. I'm going to, my mind's going to be blank. I'm going to be sleeping. Have you ever prayed for an hour with like a, any kind mm. of a schedule or is there anything that you have done to help you pray? Maybe for a longer period of time? I don't think I've ever done it on purpose, but I think what I've done more so is there's been times when I've realized I need to pray without giving myself a stop. Not necessarily saying like, oh, I want to make sure I pray for an hour. Cause that to me, that often can be a little legalistic. And sure. And yep. so I don't yep, want to yep, necessarily, yep. I'm, you know, that might work for other people. I'm not like saying sure. it's bad necessarily, yep. but I think that there's been times when I've had to catch myself and be like, oh man, maybe I've been boxing my prayer in. Mm. by only giving myself this little time block of 15, 10 minutes, whatever. Yeah. And so there's yep. been times when it's been like me feeling the Holy Spirit pushing me to say, let, let me break out of that box a little bit yep. and just pray and don't look at the clock. Mm. Yeah. So you just pray until you're kind of yeah, in your spirit. Exactly. You just feel like you're done. Yeah. But yeah. then even then, no. I think the times I've done, I've done that, it's like the time doesn't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. And because all the yeah. like distractions and things that I'm mm. worried about of coming up in my day and my mm. week and my plan start to fall away. And then those are the sweetest times because then it's just me and God. And then I find myself praying for things that I didn't think about. You know, to your point, totally, like yeah. I don't need a list necessarily because God's yep. bringing to my heart what I need to pray for. And yep. I find myself praying scripture yep. to God and over my life. And I find yep. myself repenting of a lot, a lot of sin. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know what I mean? So it's totally. like, it, yep. it's more that it's not necessarily me sitting down and be like, I'm going to pray for an hour. It's more like me sitting down and being like, no, I'm going to give God this whole, just give him as much time as he wants almost. I love that. I love that. What I love about that is it's just like very real, Mm. like relationally. So I totally affirm like what you're saying about like needing to avoid legalism. And I think the idea of like budgeting an hour 
and setting aside, mm-hmm. like for a lot of people, it's just not feasible or yeah. it's like a bad place to start or because yeah. of their personality. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Hey, that would, that would be legalistic maybe, or could be. I personally though, I, and I think maybe because I'm so free flowing, mm-hmm. you know, that like I've been helped by mm-hmm. taking an hour and saying, I'm going to pray and I plan it. So now I, I don't always do it. In yeah. fact, I would say, man, I, maybe I do this maybe every few months, but what I discovered online was like this concept of like a prayer wheel. Mm. The idea is like, you know, you set aside an hour and then you break that hour into like five minute segments or 10 minute segments. And then you kind of just like have a plan of like, mm. all right, I'm going to take five minutes to pray for my family. Literally, I'll set my alarm on my phone. And it's like, okay, five minutes. Okay. Now I'm going to pray for my church. Now I'm going to pray for the country of France, mm. <laughs> you know, or I found that like really helpful because I'm so distractible. What I found is like, it's not hard for me to focus on a topic before the Lord and really talk to him mm. for five minutes. Like that's not hard. And then, oh, another topic and, mm. and pray before him for that five minutes. And I definitely don't think it would be good if that's the only way I approach prayer. But I thought, you know, as we were thinking about this episode, like that might be a helpful concept for mm. someone out there who's just like, man, I just like could use a little structure. Mm. For sure. And I would couple that too with what we were talking about earlier with the spiritual retreat. One of the most impactful spiritually things that I've ever done is take a weekend spiritual retreat. My mm. wife was gracious and allowed me to like get a hotel and mm. be by myself for a weekend. Mm. I was feeling like there are things that are in between me and God. And mm. it wasn't necessarily sin. Mm. It was some bitterness that my life, some things that I knew the Holy Spirit was kind of pressing me like you mm. have not really processed this biblically. Mm. And mm. so I, I I didn't know how long it would take because I didn't go into that weekend. Here's what I'm trying to accomplish. It was more like, God, I know they're bar- I'm putting barriers in our relationship and I want you to break them down this yeah. weekend. Was That uh, was my goal. And so it was just like, turn the phone off, no mm. TV. I brought some books. I had passages in mind that I wanted to read and study. And then like That's to your so point, yeah. I was like, I'm going to just spend a ton of time in prayer. Yeah, And it was so like good. messy prayer. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Sure. Yeah. You know, not the prayer yeah. of, I, there's kind of like uh, respectable prayer. Do you know? Totally. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> This yeah. was like prayer, almost like the Psalms where, yeah. where David kind of is like, oh, I'm, I'm a horrible, wicked man before you. Mm. It was that kind of prayer, mm. you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it was also yeah. exactly what I needed. So anyway, yeah. I bring that up just to say that was one of the most spiritually impactful things that I probably have ever done in my life. It might be hard for maybe for somebody when we say like spiritual retreat or, or, sure. and they might yeah. like put a bunch of pressure yeah. on what that could, yeah. has to be or whatever, but it is really helpful. And I think as we talk about schedule, you know, we kind of mentioned that as our lives just fill up with stuff. I think that can be helpful too, because you just need to get out of all of those boxes for a time and get a perspective of looking down instead of just always being so in the moment. So I think that could be really helpful for that as well. And and look at what are all these things that I said yes to? Why did I say yes to them all? Is God asking me to give up something maybe yep. that I did say yes yep. to? And a lot of that too, just comes back to how impactful the culture is on us. Like you were saying, you mm-hmm. know, we have these idols and we don't necessarily always realize it. They're blind yeah, spots, that's big right. blind spots. That's right. And sometimes we just need to give God the space to speak into our lives because we're just like yeah. on to the next thing, on yep. to the next thing, yep. you know? And if Christ is not on the the throne of my heart, Mm. you better believe that it's probably going to affect the passion and the discipline and the persistence that I'm willing to to take when it comes to praying for lost people. If Christ isn't on the throne of my heart, Mm. then like his heart of compassion and love for the lost, probably not going to be reflected in me. Absolutely. And so it's like all of these things are connected for sure. I wanted to like share another kind of practical, just like, hey, getting started with prayer model that has been helpful to me, just giving 
giving some tools to our listeners. I got this from two different sources. One is Prayer by Tim Keller. Mm, that's I love that book. Yeah. One, I would say <laughs> like one of the most inspiring books on prayer that, mm. and, and just practical books on prayer that I yeah. found. And I found it also through a class that I took in seminary by, by a really great writer who talks about spiritual disciplines called, his name is Don Whitney. And I would mm. say read anything by Don Whitney for mm. sure. But in both of those, these guys have said, hey, let's take the Lord's Prayer because one of the biggest challenges to prayer can be, I don't know where to start yeah. or I don't know what to say or how to say it, you know, but to, to, to be able to walk through the Lord's prayer as, um, not like rote thoughtless, like, um, repetition, but to, to see like every phrase, even every word in the Mm. Lord's prayer is almost like a hook for like whole iceberg under that word or phrase of conversation with the Lord, our father, for me to stop and be like, God, thank you that I am speaking to you from the redeemed as a member of the church. And for me to see that word our and say like, God, like I want to find others to pray with. It's personal, Mm -hmm. but it's also like communal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so it's like my prayer life is actually going to be pretty stunted Mm. Whether I'm praying the miracle or praying in any way, I think my prayer life is stunted unless I'm really pushing into praying with other people. Yeah, absolutely. Let's let's just sit and like meditate on every word that Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Let that expand out. Mm. And then really what we're doing there is what we can do with almost any part of scripture is we're praying scripture, which mm-hmm. you mentioned earlier. Yeah. I'd love to hear you talk a little bit about what praying scripture looks mm-hmm. like for you. Yeah, it, you hit the nail on the head and it's like this mix of almost study, but I wouldn't call it study because it's more like I'm just letting it impact me. You did a great example of it just there where you're considering each word and you're praying it to God Mm -hmm. and you're like, oh Mm -hmm. God, you are my father. And here, Mm. oh yeah, I do need to incorporate other people into that. So Mm -hmm. that's exactly what I do. Mm. Often I read it first and I'll write maybe a few notes, but I don't want to go too deep because I do want it to be more of a reaction Totally. A reactionary prayer, yeah. if you know what I yeah. mean, where yeah. I'm I love, letting I love the scripture that. impact yeah. my heart and then yep. whatever comes back out of me is what I'm praying to God. Yeah. And, and sometimes so it's not good. You know, sometimes I'm like, Ooh, that's sinful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. Oh God, I realize that this scripture is convicting me and showing Absolutely. this area that I don't like, you know, there's a lot of that. And, but, but a lot of times I would say, Actually, I would say nine times out of 10, it often ends up in worship, which is Mm -hmm, an aspect mm -hmm. of prayer. I'm not, I don't know if we talk about that often, which Mm. is just telling God how great he is. Yeah. And And enjoying that, right? Like absolutely. When I'm reveling in how good God is. When I'm wooing my wife, Mm -hmm. you know, when I'm taking her out for Valentine's Day dinner, which tends to be kind of both birthday and dinner because it comes at the same time of year. But okay. But anyways, (laughs) when when I'm doing that, you know, it's like, and I'm complimenting her. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm doing it because like, I feel it so strongly. It's just like got to come out. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I, I totally yeah. think that like when we're in the word, God has given us eyes to see, like we can't help but praise him because that just kind of comes out. And then the same thing should happen when it comes to compassion for the lost, mm. right? When I'm in the word and I'm reading the word and I'm like seeing his heart for the mm. nations, I'm seeing that when he is befriending Abraham and making his oath, God also has in mind how the Messiah and the seed is mm. going to bless the nations, people, all kinds of people. I think God in his omniscient mind is even thinking down through the ages of Jimmy and Tyler, you know? And that's like, oh, that should lead me to pray for the lost, I think. 
Mm. And that's what I want. I want to read the Bible so that my heart gets big. And then what prayer is, is a way to just like release that, yeah. that heart filling to the Lord. Mm-hmm. I think it pleases him, you know, because it's a conversation. He talked to me in the word and now I've got something to respond to him and that I think honors him and communicates that I heard him. It communicates that I trust him. Yeah. And it's an affirmation to, to your own heart that, yeah, I do believe this. This is the God I serve. Mm. And that's what's so beautiful about worship is, you know, we, we can do that in song and, you know, I, I so appreciate Isaac and his ministry, because I feel Mm. like he does put time into that. And we're singing scripture so often in our services. That's my favorite part about worshiping, singing worship is that I'm singing back to God, these truths, and it affirms them in my heart. But then I can do the same thing in prayer as well. It draws me closer to God and it affirms like, yeah, yeah. I do believe this. I do have a relationship, you know? So there's yep. also that yep. sweetness of affirming my relationship with God again and again and again. Strengthening you know? your faith. Yeah. When I think about praying the prayer, there, there is a resource that we have placed online, the Evangelism Toolkit. And on one side of it, there is actually a, a list of, I don't know, is it 16 like super short prayers or eight? I don't know. There's a, a number of super short prayers that are based on scripture. If anybody who's listening would wants to go to the website, bethanycentral.org, pray the miracle, you can get that free digital resource and use it to pray very practical, biblically rooted prayers for lost people this year. And I've actually taken that, we printed them out and put them on the table for the folks as they're coming out of the their worship time on Sunday. And I've actually taken one of those and put it right in my Bible. And I'm trying to use it as I'm praying, getting in the word and, and doing my devotions. Okay. It's right there. It's like a bookmark for me. I'm taking it out. And I don't usually pray all of those prayers, I, <laughs> but but I'll usually take two or three and, and kind of take the, the people that I've chosen to focus on this year and, and pray for them in that way. That's one tool that we have for you. Do you have any like any books or resources that have shaped you as as you have grown in evangelism and, and prayer that you might want to share for people? I went to the, the Word of Life Bible Institute. It's where I got my biblical training. And we had a professor there every year named Larry Moyer, and he wrote a book on personal evangelism. And the thing that I appreciate about Larry, he actually has a speech impediment, which is interesting because you don't think about somebody like that being this great evangelist. Uh, But he didn't let that stop him from having an impactful ministry and from sharing the gospel with just everybody that he bumped into. But his book on on evangelism is called Personal Evangelism. (laughs) Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. But what I appreciate about it is it's not too deep and theological. Not that there's not a place for that. Obviously there is. Mm -hmm. But it is more of a practical guide for everyday people. And I... That's I remember so reading that in college and and really appreciating that kind of approach to it of just breaking down some of these like barriers where I get can get in my head and think, oh, it's hard to start a conversation in an airplane or hard to talk to my waiter or my waitress and ask them like there's another thing in our next steps checklist is ask them if they need prayer. And those things aren't hard. They just seem hard in my head, you know, like totally. I build them up. Yep. So anyway, yep. I would that that's one I would absolutely recommend. Yeah, thanks for sharing mm-hmm. that. If you come into my office, anybody who comes into my office knows that I like books. Some of my favorite writers are Puritans. And so I got to throw this out there on one of these episodes. There's a book called A Way to Pray. Mm by Matthew Henry. A lot of people know Matthew Henry because he wrote little commentaries on like every book of the Bible. This book has been so powerful and helpful for me. He just models praying scripture so well that I will often take that book out and just like, especially if I'm in a dry spell with prayer, I will take that book out or there's another book of Puritan prayers called A Valley of Vision. Mm, And That's a great one. I'll use either one of those to just like to pray the prayers of saints of long ago. And I've learned a lot about 
how to read scripture and respond to scripture in prayer through those two resources. So I'd totally commend them. I was thinking about last thing before we know if you have any more questions. Yeah. Yeah, But so I uh, get the privilege slash it's part of my job (laughs) to edit Pastor Rich's sermons for the radio ministry. Mm. So I've been editing through series we did last year on Ezra and, and that whole situation. I felt like it really applied to what we're talking about today. The people of Israel had started to rebuild the temple after they come mm. back from exile and then they face some opposition and they get distracted for like 50 or 60 years. Mm. And God kind of calls them out about it. And he says, these people, they say they, the time has not yet come. <laughs> and then he's like, no, the time has come. And then yeah. he says, this is the word that came to the prophet. Is it a time for yourselves to dwell in paneled houses while this house lies in ruins? And then now says, therefore, the Lord host, consider your ways. Mm-hmm. And that, I think that's what we're talking yep. about is sometimes we just get distracted by not bad things. I don't think there's anything wrong with having yep. paneled houses. I don't think that's what... God is saying. But I think what he is saying is, if that's all you're worried about, and yet my house lays in ruin, the things that I'm calling you to do, you don't have time for. That's the time to consider your ways. Mm. And then he goes on to say, in this part, it kind of, he like hits that hammer, right? He's like, you've sown much, but you've harvested little. You've eat, but you never have enough. You drink, but you're never filled. You clothe yourself, but no one is warm. And I think in each one of those situations, it's this interesting dynamic where he's saying, yeah, you've got clothes, but you don't feel warm because spiritually you aren't warm. Mm. And yeah, you've got food, but you don't feel full because spiritually you aren't full. Mm. And yeah, you've got water, you've got drink, but you're spiritually thirsty. Mm. Calling again over and over again. You can have everything in this world. And yet if you don't focus on first things first, the kingdom, kingdom. yeah, then you will still feel empty. And, And that's when God says, consider your ways. That's the time to take a step back. But you know what's so funny is right after that in verse seven, again, he repeats, consider your ways. And then in verse eight, I love this. He says, go up to the hills and bring wood to build the house. And I love that because he's like, just go do it. There's a forest right there. And I love how practical God is, you know? And it also in me begs this question. And this is just how I am. I'm like, well, God, this new temple, if I was in their time, we'd be like, God, this new temple is never going to be as good as Solomon's temple was. And we know that was the case. And Mm. yet God doesn't care about that. Just go do it. It doesn't have to be hard. I just want you to be about it. Amen. And that's what a great challenge for us is consider our ways mm. pray the miracle it's not hard yeah but it is important I hope that our year that we're spending focusing on prayer and, and praying for the lost my hope is that it will lay a foundation mm. for years decades of faithful gospel witness mm. that will Amen. pour forth through our church for the glory of Jesus Christ because he's worthy thanks for coming on here today Tyler it's been a joy to hang out with you as always thanks Jimmy Thanks for listening to this episode of the Pray the Miracle podcast. We pray that you found this week's episode helpful and inspiring. Our challenge for this year is to pray for two people who are close to you, but far from God. And so we created a special tool to help you to do just that. It's an email list that will send you a simple action step each week, but all of them are designed to get you praying and sharing. You can sign up for a 13-week challenge, a solid 26-week challenge, or go all the way and do the 40-week challenge by going to bethanycentral.org slash pray the miracle.